0: Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021, and I'm going to be talking about about some college football and some NFL football today. I'm going to, uh, for the rest of the off season, pretty much, until maybe training camp starts, I'm going to be doing doing the college and NFL parts a little bit together. Uh, when I'm giving updates about stuff that has happened this week. Um, in the offseason, there's not a whole lot going on, especially now after the draft. Uh, there might be a free agent signing here and there. there or something happening in OTAs. But, but there's not going to be a whole lot. Uh, in college football, there could be transfers. Actually, I am going to be talking about uh, a transfer. A player that just transferred for to a new school uh, just yesterday. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. Uh, I'm not going to say who yet. Uh, you might have an, a big idea. Uh, there are two uh, players from two two pretty good schools. And they're going to a school in the SEC. That's all I'm going to say right now. I'll talk about it a little bit later. But, but yeah. And then I also have some news about a new football league. Or should I say a returning football league, league, sort of. Sorry, but I'll get into the details in a in a few minutes. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just a little disclaimer. Uh, if you hear a little bit, <laughs> a bit of like a hammer noise or something in the background, uh, sorry. Uh, next door, they're building a new house. House in in my neighborhood, so. So I'm going to do my best to try to record when they're not doing much. Much, but, but if you hear something, uh, sorry about it. Hopefully it should be gone by my next podcast or w- like within the next week. I think they're close to finishing up on the house right next to me. So hopefully on the next podcast, things will be a lot better if if you do hear it. If not, uh, that that's good to, to know. But yeah, uh, let's... Uh, let's get right into the, to uh, this week's updates. So the first thing we're gonna be talking about today is that uh, football league I was talking about in my intro, that is returning. Uh, the league that is returning is the United States Football League, also known as the USFL. Now, if you don't know what the USFL is, is it was a football league started in nineteen eighty three, three as a spring league, league kind of like what we've seen with the AAF and the XFL felt had that same idea of trying to play football in the spring. Um the league lasted about 3 years, 3 years and then and part of the reason it it fell off after 3 years is because they tried to compete with the NFL. Fell they wanted to move their games to the fall. They thought they could compete with the NFL. It... It... It didn't... It, let's just say it didn't work out well. So, and... And pretty much... Uh, that was the end of the league. Uh, but uh, But the league, it actually had some pretty good players... Players, uh, some notable names from the from the USFL: uh, Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback for for the Bills; uh, Doug Flutie, um, won the Heisman at Boston College; uh, Reggie White, uh, one of the best defensive ends in NFL history; and Herschel Walker, has uh, been trophy winner at Georgia, and was a beast in the NFL for some time. So. So they so they they had some pretty good players players and and it, 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 I, w- I wish I was able to watch it at uh, obviously it happened in the 80s and and I wasn't even born yet so I wasn't able to watch it but I've watched some YouTube videos and I think uh, ESPN made a like a 30 for 30 on the USFL fell that right I th- I think I think they did, or maybe it wasn't a, or maybe that was for the XFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did make, it. yeah, they they did uh make a thirty for thirty on it, so. So um. Um. Yeah, the USFL making making a comeback, back. Uh they're planning to start in in 2022 in the spring so so here's my first question question I'm, I'm gonna talk about a couple different things but here's my first question is is are they are they planning this through because uh, let's see see it's one thing if they announced it in in like january or maybe february uh, it's already June right now. June twenty June third. Uh if they're playing to start in the fall, I, I assume they're gonna be starting after the Super Bowl, so and I think the Super is like February twelfth. So so they have almost eight months. Eight months to get this lead together. Uh the the first XFL uh failed Pretty badly, part of it was because they rushed everything, and the AAF, I want to say, say didn't even have a year, year. Maybe they had a year, just over a year. But, but uh, the USFL, they are planning to play, play in eight months. Uh, they they don't have teams right now. They don't have. Coaches, they don't have a schedule or anything. Thing so, so that's gonna be a lot to figure out in eight months. Months, as uh, here's something, uh, they did say uh, they're going to they do retain the rights to their original teams. So so teams like the New Jersey Generals, uh, the L A Express. Um, what. What else? The Houston Gamblers. Uh, that was what who Jim Kelly played for. Uh they uh those are some of the teams. Teams uh, I think they're gonna keep the rights to to uh they, they're planning to have at least eight teams for its first season. So and and because they noted that they retained the rights to to some of the teams, I I feel like some of the teams might be returning uh the u s f l they went to met a bunch of different cities cities they combined teams they they moved teams around like every year in a short and then three years in three years they had i think it was twenty two different cities uh they went from twelve teams they started with twelve teams then they went to eighteen and then they went down to fourteen teams in their last year. So, so they're going with a little bit, uh, a little bit less. Now, this is what I'm curious to see. See what teams are they gonna bring back, and where are they gonna c- compete? Because the XFL, I I think is with uh with the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh he he bought the XFL, or. Uh, sometime I think in January or February. I can't. I can't remember what day, what or what when it, when he did it, but but I think they're planning on a twenty twenty two return. So so let's see. we're gonna have two teams battling against each other. Uh, there was a concern also with the AAF was uh if but they never made out of their first year. Uh, how could they compete with the. With that XFL, fell. Um, t- here's here's the thing: if you're starting a spring football league, league, like, you're not. If you're going in with the intentions of trying to take down the NFL, you're just wasting your time. Okay, that's that's just my thoughts, and uh, and the NFL, the NFL. it's been around for. For like a hundred years. 101 years I think now. Something like that. Like from the start of the NFL. Not the. Not the like eight. Not the Super Bowl era. Like just the start of the football. NFL football league. It's been around for a hundred years. And. And people have. Fall in love with their fan base. And everything. Thing. So and it would be hard to gain fans if you're playing at the same time time. The best plan is to play in the spring. Is it possible someday maybe very unlikely but but that should not be your intentions if you're if you're coming in to doing a spring league uh but but yeah, I, th- I think it will make it very interesting as well. I yeah, have more football. I'm not going to complain in, in the spring. I, you can watch some XFL, some USFL. So I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, so here's what I I did want to talk about. Talk about. um, um There's going to be more details a little bit later. Later. Um, But here's what I want to talk about. Like what cities... Should they have teams in? Now, because they said they retain the rights to some of the teams, I don't know if, if that's just team names or if they're planning to return teams to their city to their to their original city. But here's here's a ten t- cities I think they should try to put a team in, and and I here's what I did I tried to separate the XFL t- cities. Assuming that they keep the same eight teams, teams, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. They might add more. I know there's been talks with the CFL, but but uh, that's that's a little bit different. So, but t- about the USFL, there's eight, ten cities. I think they should consider consider um, San Diego. Uh, they lost the Chargers. Um, um they had the when the AAF was there, they were, I'm pretty sure they had had a pretty good attendance. Let's see. they yeah, In the three or four games that the San Diego Fleet, uh, they were the team of the AAF when they were there. They averaged about 19,000 fans per game. They had 20,000 in three of their four games. One game, they had uh, about 15,000. So So, but they... But they averaged about nineteen thousand fans, fans. Um, and yeah, that that's that's a pretty good range. Nineteen thousand, it's not too bad. And if it, if you're comparing it to an NFL team, that's terrible. But you you can't compare it to the NFL team. And you can't really compare it to like a college team, team like attendance wise. Wise, it. You have to like look at it as on your own. So. So maybe like a group of five, maybe depends. As some group of five teams, teams like uh, UCF, uh, Memphis, uh, they they get Cincinnati. Uh, they get pretty good attendance. So. So maybe not to that level, but. But but you have to start somewhere and and if these and if the the league sticks around longer they they can yeah, they can have more people or and get a bigger fan base you have to start somewhere so if if you're starting off with 19,000 fans that's pretty good for games so uh San Diego I think would be a good spot again they lost the Chargers uh they there's a chance to take that uh San Diego uh fan base fan base uh they and br- bring football and back to Southern California and not LA I'm talking about like San Diego so uh next is number 2 St. Louis now here's the thing the XFL uh, they brought a team there they did tremendously well uh, they, what they average? Average, uh, St. Louis average twenty eight thousand five hundred forty one fans in three games. I think they had three games. Uh, there's already a XFL team there. Assuming they keep the same teams, and I, based off attendance, uh, they, uh, the XFL would be dumb to remove St. Louis, so. St. Louis, but it's something I would keep an eye on. at going there, Orlando. Uh, they did really well when the AF was there. The Orlando, Orlando, uh, Apollos. What? Yeah, that Orlando Apollos. They pr- practically won the AF. Uh, they, uh, they got really good attendance. They average uh uh about nineteen thousand six hundred forty eight which was uh, the second best in the a a f and and that that was a better than than a uh, than six of the eight x f l teams teams net so orlando is a place i would consider uh, let's see a see, uh, UCF. Uh, they they have passionate fans there they are ten Bay is not too far away. Uh, um, um, The they have the Pro Bowl in Orlando, and and people I think people there uh, do like football. So. So uh, I I would consider Orlando, San Antonio is another place. that uh, they did extremely well at the AAF. They averaged uh, twenty seven thousand fans which is incredible. That's That's uh better than than every, every XFL team except St. Louis. St. Louis, they had 28,000. San Antonio, their their fans really cared. And San Antonio, I think should definitely be in the running for a for a team. Uh they they did have a a USFL team there there before. For, and they also did, had one in Orlando. Orlando, I don't think they had one in San Diego, but but Orlando and see yeah that's a team they could bring back so hope so that would be a nice to see. See, um, number five, Birmingham. Well, it's not really in any order. I just broke down ten cities i think that should not in any specific order uh birmingham i think would be cool uh they had the AAF, the birmingham iron uh they also had a an old u s f l team team uh it was the the um uh, it was the uh, like uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh the Stallions. The Stallions, yeah. Birmingham Stallions. Um, so that's another team. Team. And and also out yeah, Alabama there they are. Auburn at, I think it's about two hours south. Two two and a half hours south. Uh so so if you could get some Alabama and Auburn guys, you can get some people there probably. Um Memphis is another one. Memphis, Austin, Austin I think would be an interesting one as well. Uh Texas, it's it's uh the city has grown uh, like the city of Austin has grown. I think it's a top a top 20 city in the country population-wise. Wise um Someone, someone like that, 29, so top 30, top 30 in the country. That's still very impressive. Uh, you know that they have loyal uh, uh, Texas Longhorn fans. So so I think Austin would be a very uh, interesting choice as well. And that's San Antonio and Austin. Those are like the two cities I would choose between because uh, Dallas and Houston had... Let's see. You have an NFL team there, though you're not fully competing with the NFL. So I guess you technically could have an NFL team, or not NF or you could be an NFL city. City and some of them did well, like uh, Seattle did well. They don't have, and they have the Seahawks. So and some teams uh, didn't do as well, but but. But yeah, uh, number eight, Columbus, Ohio. I have the Buckeye fans are. I uh, love their team, and Ohio, uh, loves loves football. Uh, they have the Browns and Bengals. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fames there, and I th- I think it would be a cool thing for Columbus t- to have as well. Uh, number nine, I have Oklahoma City or Tulsa. There was a, for a time, there was a USFL team in Tulsa. And then I think they moved to Portland. I think that's what I saw. Red. Red. Uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, they have the Thunder, obviously, in the NBA. And, I, and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State fans I uh, love their team. So if they could get, like, some local players there. And that's another thing what that, the USFL uh, focused on. They tried to get local talent as much as possible. Uh, I think they did, like, a regional draft. So you like could draft players players that went to college nearby, try to get some familiar names and that's, uh, that's, uh, and that's something I think that they should bring back if bring back, especially especially if uh, they're gonna be limited with players, players because if you have two leagues uh, the USFL and the XFL fell fighting for players. Players, uh, players, uh, you you might not have the biggest names there. So, so, and they're not going to be the biggest names fully. Fully, because if they were a big name, they'd probably be in the NFL. Unless they uh, d- did not have a good NFL career or something like that. So, uh, try to get familiar names from like school someone who went to a high school there or college and then uh yeah and then okay and then the last city uh, Louisville uh, Louisville, Kentucky, it's a big city. Uh it's like, what is, what is Louisville? I think it's 40th in the country. Is that right? Louisville? Louisville is is forty six okay forty six so 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 i I think it's it has something to look at look at as well as well bringing a professional team to louisville uh i think uh uh a basketball team would be great there as well because you have Kentucky and Louisville two schools that are very good at basketball. Uh but, but this is a football podcast, so I'm not going to try to get off topic a little bit, but I think a football team there just any professional team in Louisville would be very cool. Well, cool. so yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see how the USFL does. Hopefully they do a little bit better than the original XFL because because um um they're Literally, they literally have six months or eight months to get everything together, which is not a lot of time. It sounds like a lot of time, but in reality, it's not. So, but we'll see if they can do it and survive. If I get more information later, I can update you guys. But, but yeah, so, so it's gonna be interesting to see. How the USFL does. So the next thing we're going to be talking about is the Julio Jones situation. A couple of weeks ago, Julio Jones requested to be traded, or supposedly he wanted to wanted to get out of Atlanta. Uh, this whole offseason. season, um, and this is how people found this out. Uh, Shannon Sharp, Sharp on his uh, show, on a show he called Julio Jones and supposedly and supposedly Julio had no idea he was on TV or anything and he told the whole world that pretty much he wants out of Atlanta that's and the Falcons uh haven't traded him yet. I don't know if it's because Arthur Smith wants to keep him. Yeah, I don't know if it, if it's because they haven't gotten the right trade offer. Uh they haven't they didn't trade them uh, before or during the draft draft uh, they didn't trade them before uh, June 1st if they traded them before June 1st they would have at lost money but they would have only lost a uh, 200k for this season as still losing money for your player uh, but if they trade them after they save it says they they will save. $15.3 million, which is a lot. Uh, And then they'll take on a $15.5 million dead cap next year. I don't know what their cap situation is looking like. like. Let me see. Falcons. Falcons in 2022. Two, they have... They have 11 million, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, that, cutting, um, would help them this year, not so much next year, they would have to cut some other players, too, to, the uh, Falcons are not in the best situation, um, right now, right now, um, Uh, Terry uh, Frod Frodenop, uh, he he became the Falcons GM this, uh, this off season, season he was uh hired, he was the assistant GM for the Saints, Saints, and then he got hired. To be the Falcons GM, uh, he. He, he did not step in to the best situation. Wasn't the worst, but when it came to salary cap, Falcons, they were very limited. And they're going to have to make some moves. Moves and some tough decisions. The question is, do you try to build for the future? Do you still try to win now? It sounds like they're trying to still win now because they didn't draft a quarterback. But it's, it's going to be very hard, especially with the defense they had last year. Last year, it's going to be very hard with when they're on a tight salary cap and they, they're, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And this is one of them. Do you cut Julio? Or or I don't think they're going to cut him. Trade Julio and try to get some assets back, whether it's players or picks, probably picks, I think would be the best. and And the question is, are they asking for a lot? lot or are they trying to wait for the best offer until a certain date I, I have no idea what the what's going on so so it's going to be interesting to see where Julio goes if he does get traded and who knows this could just be rumors or something who knows and or maybe in who knows I don't think it's rumors I uh, there is a possibility that Atlanta doesn't want to get rid of him and that's that's always possible. A player might not like a place, but if a team wants to keep him, then that's that's that. So, so Julio, he's thirty two, or he's going to be thirty two this year. He has a twenty three million dollar cap hit, which is which is a lot. I think it's the highest for a wide receiver right now. So, so with that age and money, money, and no disrespect to Julio, he's a great player. Player, uh, I remember the day he got drafted, twenty eleven. It's, it's it's around the time when I started really getting into the NFL. Twenty eleven was like the first season I fully w- followed it. It's not the first time I watched football, but like I, I started following the season. So, 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 but I, I do remember when Julio was drafted by the Falcons, and he he's a future Hall of Famer. But are you willing to give up a lot for a guy that might start falling off this year? I hope he doesn't, doesn't. But he's coming off an injury, 32, has a big cap hit. Are teams willing to trade for that? And that's the thing. Thing, if it was like two or three years ago, it'd probably be easier to trade him. But maybe the Falcons want a bunch of picks, but teams aren't willing to give up a bunch of picks. Personally, I wouldn't. Wouldn't, and it's no disrespect to Julio, but coming off an injury, we don't know how well or how good he's going to be. He, we, we know he's going to take up a bunch of team money. So, and very few teams can actually afford him right now. Now, without making cuts, uh, they would have to make some teams. They could, could uh, trade for him, and then but they would have to make some cuts. Cuts uh before the season. So, so there there there's many questions with this. Uh uh here's here's some of the the odds for Julio. What team he's gonna be played for for next year. Uh Titans have the best odds right now. Uh Arthur Smith, he was in Tennessee before and 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 then he went to Atlanta to become the head coach. And then the Titans hired a uh, Todd Downing Downing uh, he he was hired uh, so who knows if he wants if he wants to bring in a uh, bring in Julio uh, yeah I think it would be a great a great deal between him and AJ Brown I know AJ Brown's been talking to him trying to convince him to go obviously it's more of more of uh, the Falcons, but also yeah, he might want to go to a certain team. And I know he said he wants to go to a winner. So, and the Titans I think can definitely win. Uh, they just need to improve their defense. Defense, but they also have Derrick Henry. That team could be scary. The Patriots, as we know, Bill Belichick. Um, uh, um they they have a very good defense. Uh, Offense—it's gonna be some questions this year, but I think Josh McDaniels will find a way to get something done this year. Um, Seahawks, Seahawks—that uh, receiver core: Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, Dwayne Eskridge, and Julio would be, um, would be very scary. Forty ers uh, that that's also another team he could team up with Kyle Shanahan again, uh, Raiders, Raiders, um, I, possibly Eagles, again I possibly you know, give uh, w- this would give um, uh, Jalen Hurts a big weapon. Did or no 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 never mind. He did. I was about to say did Jalen Hurts play with Julio? But uh, Julio draft in twenty eleven. So in Julio and Jalen Hurts, I don't think came in until twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. So he was way faster. So so Chargers, uh, that would be a a great receiver duo as well. So that well, uh, it's it's gonna be an interesting situation to see where he goes. So next we're gonna be talking about uh just for a few seconds is the. Is the College Football Hall of Fame? Fame. Uh, They they announced uh, yesterday the ballots. Who's going to be all the players placed on the ballot this year? This year, uh, if 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 you're curious what the requirements are to get into the Hall of Fame, fame. uh, Here's uh, some of the big requirements. Uh, You have to be a first team All American, recognized by selector that is recognized by the NCAA. A uh, player becomes eligible after he's played for 10 years, or after 10 years after his last college game. Uh, uh, his his football achievements are a prime consideration, it, as well as his uh, post-football record as a citizen. citizen um, a coach must be up can become eligible three years after retirement or immediately after they turn become the age of 75. Uh, they must have been a football coach for at least 10 years with 100 games and a 600 winning percentage or above uh, Nominations may only be submitted by current athletic directors, head coaches, or sports information directors so so uh, here here's some of the candidates that that I think are pretty notable pretty notable to uh, pay attention to to uh, we have We have uh Reggie Bush. Uh Reggie Bush, great player in college, won the Heisman. Obviously that whole situation, situation you would think would keep him out, but but I think I think he 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 deserves to be in it. He was a great player in college and in the NFL, even though the NFL means nothing to the college. Hall of Fame. You So, or at least it shouldn't. Uh, Sean Alexander, a great running back for Alabama. LeVar Arrington, uh, a linebacker for Penn State. Eric Berry, a safety for Tennessee. Michael Crabtree was a great player as well with uh, Mike Leach at at Texas Tech. Tech, especially that play, the most memorable play is is him making that catch against Texas to beat him. Ken Dorsey is the current Bills quarterback coach. He was a great player at Miami. Uh, worked on um, great, great uh, player at at a uh, Florida Florida State or, uh, running back. Uh, he was a first team All American in '96, third team All American in '93 or '95 only FSU rusher in history to gain more than 1,000 yards in three consecutive seasons. Toby Gerhardt. He was my my favorite player player, uh, at at Stanford. I remember watching his highlights and then watching him when he was in Jacksonville. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, a great player at Cal. Graham Harold. Great quarterback in the Mike Leach system. Marvin Harrison at Syracuse. James Laurinaitis at Ohio State. Andrew Luck at Stanford. Marshawn Lynch at Cal. Kellan Mo- Kel Moore for Boise State. Julius Peppers at UNC. Roy Williams at Oklahoma. And Simeon Rice for Illinois. So, uh, so those are some of like, the notable names. Names. There's a bunch of great players. Players. Uh, players? How many players? Are gonna be plays on the ballot? I, I I don't I I literally don't even know. No how many players? Three, six uh I think like at least thirty. Thirty I am probably way off. It might be fifty. Fifty I I didn't go through and count all the all the all the players, but there uh, there are tons of players on the ballot. And I I think there's definitely an argument for a lot of these guys to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. Fame. I've always speaking of the College Football Hall of Fame. I haven't been there yet. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. I've always I used to live in Atlanta. And but it was I think it was before they actually built it. I think it was in Notre Dame in South Bend. But then they moved it to Atlanta. I want to say in 2012. Uh, I I'm pretty sure that's what it pretty sure that's when they moved. Moved is, is that right? Established in 2014. Oh, so it's it, so they built it right after I left. And then yeah, they, then they move it from Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, they had in South Bend until twenty twelve. So. So yeah, yeah, and I, I I really want to go one time. Time, Uh I it'd be very cool to see, all these players. Players, uh, some of the greats, from in college football history tons of great players, the Heisman Trophy winners, the the players that made a difference for their team. Uh next next I'm going to be talking about about uh a couple of big names who just transferred transferred um um Arik Gilbert. Uh if you don't know who he was, he was a five-star tight end tight end who committed to to uh to lsu in 20 2020 He, he played i think in six games last year last year and then he and then yeah and then he committed to lsu he's He's from uh, Marietta, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta. Uh, he's 6'5, 253. Great, great size for a tight end. Uh um he was the fifth ranked player in the country. He went to LSU and then, and then I don't think he he did a whole lot a lot there this year. Uh let me see what was his stats. He had, he had um, 35 receptions, 368 yards, and two touchdowns Downs last year. And, and then he transferred to Georgia. And then the reason he said originally that he entered the transfer portal was because of because he was feeling homesick. So then I was like, okay, so he's probably gonna go to like Georgia or Georgia Tech. Tech somewhere nearby. And then this is where it surprised me. He then committed to Florida. He decided he was going to Florida. And then a few days later he said uh he's not going to Florida. I don't I don't know what happened there. There's speculations that he didn't have the best grades or or I don't know what happened there. There, I, I'm I'm not saying what happened because I have no idea. I'm not trying to spread false rumors. So, so it, we we probably will never know what really happened. But, but then, but then he he was rumored to go back going on going back to LSU. But then he, then yesterday. He announced he's going going back to, to Georgia, uh, to play for Georgia. Georgia, it's not. It's only like an hour from where, where he lived. So, that's great for him. But not just him. He wasn't the only player that decided to. To transfer to Georgia, right after he announced it, another player decided to transfer to Georgia. Darian Kendrick, uh from South Carolina. He was a five star uh corner in twenty twenty eighteen. Uh um he, he 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 had a pretty good career there. There uh, uh let me see last year. Last okay, let's see, uh twenty twenty uh, he had 18 tackles, one sack, and one interception. Uh, 2019, 43 tackles, two interceptions. But then last year, he only played... Or no, wait, no, no, wait, no. 2018 his first was his first year. He only had two tackles. 2019, really good year. Last year, only had 18 tackles, one interception, and a fumble recovery, and a sack. And then... And then uh, he got into a little bit of a situation. I'm not gonna go too much into it, into it, but he he, he got into some problems. Uh, I think I think he was kicked off the team or something. He decided to enter the transfer portal. Then he committed to Georgia. Uh, great player if he can uh, keep his keep everything together. So. So we'll see what he can do at Georgia, Kirby Smart. Smart knows how to bring in the big names. Now, let's see. Now, it's called can he beat Alabama? Until until he beats Bama and wins a championship, uh, nobody's going to to root or nobody's going to believe in Georgia until they beat Alabama. And they have a great team. They have tons of talent. But until they can get over the hump, and I am a Georgia fan after uh they're my favorite college football team team. I grew up a Georgia fan, if you didn't know that. Uh I really want them to win a championship again, so I can stop hearing the oh ninety-eight jokes. So or nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty jokes. So ho- so hopefully yeah he they both of them will contribute. Uh and Georgia can have a great year and then hopefully beat Bama and then win a championship. They have the talent to do it, but they gotta execute it now. So uh so some more some more uh news that happened uh, this week. Uh uh Florida's the Florida Gators have have just given uh uh Dan Mullen a three year extension to his contract. Uh, through twenty twenty six, uh, his annual salary is gonna go up to seven point six million a year. Gonna make him the third highest paid coach in the country, right behind Nick Saban and Coach O. Nick Saban's nine point one, Coach O's eight point seven. Oh, in the SEC, that's in the SEC. My, he's the fifth ranked uh, nationally. Uh, he's done a nice job at Florida, Florida, uh, especially last year, led him to the SEC championship, had a chance to beat Florida, Alabama in the end, but it couldn't execute. They had a very slow start, had a chance to come back, just couldn't get it done. So, so, um, um, we're we're gonna see what happens there. There, he's probably gonna be there for a while. Uh they've done a nice job recruiting. Uh, last year, I hate to admit it, but they did a nice job. uh I've I've always liked Dan Mullen, Mullen. uh especially what he did at Mississippi State, and then he went to Florida, and I hate to use the word turn him around, and Florida like they. They had a couple bad years uh before uh, a couple of bad years uh before Dan Mullen got there they were with um with a, with a gym at Mica uh, Miguel Wayne uh he's now the coach at at Central Michigan uh, he he wasn't the best at Florida. So, so uh, Dan Mullen, I, I would say he helped turn them around. But Florida is also just a big brand where they can also bring in recruits. So, and I'm not trying to downplay Dan Mullen. If you can uh, recruit well and stay good. That's always, that's never a, a bad thing, and that's always good to see. But also, but also at Florida, like, and they might fall for a year or two, but like, they're never gonna f- fully die. Die, unless they had like 10 bad years or something, like Florida State. Though, though, they're doing a lot better now in recruiting wise. Uh, Mike Norvell, I think, is, is gonna help turn around. Maybe not. To what they used to be, it's as long as Clemson's running the ACC, it's it's, it's gonna be kind of hard to return to their to their old days. But uh, they, I think they are going are improving. So, so but for Florida, Florida, I think this is a a good a good a good thing. Thing uh, keep Dan Mullen there, keep him happy. Now, now his next step is hey, just continue being Georgia. I hope he doesn't do that, but that's what he needs to do. And find a way to get Alabama back to a championship game since, that, since Tebow.
1: Hey, everyone. I
0: want to uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate your guys' support. Uh, so for the off season, since everything's going to be a little bit slow and I'm also going to be busy with work, um, work in the summer. So, so my plan is to do, do Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, or might do Monday, Friday. I'm still trying to figure out figure it out well like what's a good day today i'm trying to figure out my work schedule so i can also do my podcast twice a week that's that's what i'm trying to do because the week is a long time even though there's not going to be as much news coming out right now i'm gonna do my best to provide the best content as i can as possible so so yeah yeah, um I'm planning on doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. If I if something changes, I'll let you guys know. But but yeah, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, weekend whenever you're seeing this. And yeah, enjoy your summer if you're on summer vacation right now. And yeah, Hail State and Go Bills.